how personal that was. Hel- Hello, and welcome to our podcast, Cracking Open a Cold case. case. And other true crimes. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Sugar. And I obviously forgot the title to our own podcast, so... It's fine. She's been day drinking again. Sugar, keep that a secret. Oh, P.S. <laughs> we are in our mid-twenties. We are not 12, like some of our reviewers have said that we are. We're here because we have a bone to pick. And With all the haters. We have three reviews on um, Apple. We had... Oh, did you hear that? Yeah. That are kind of negative. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, we haters motivate us, but... <laughs> haters make us strong. But they just... We strength train on our haters. They just had funny comments. They said we were two ping-ping balls in a windstorm, (laughs) but that person said that they would continue listening, so... So, thank you for continuing. I'm thankful for them. Yeah. They're pretty nice, obviously. Somebody got mad, well, said that we said how uh, Paul Heiner Swenson, (laughs) we said he had a hot bod, and it was like... Okay, lady, we're just joking. We don't really care about his bod. Yeah, I don't even know if we were talking about Paul when we said that. Because I feel like maybe we were talking about, like, Cody. We, uh, to be fair, we uh, judge everyone based on their body, whether it's a ginger guy missing or not. Yeah. So, anyways, keep reviewing us. Um, Keep following us on Twitter at Cracking Open Podcast. Oh, pod. Shit. It's not, there's not enough room in the, like, handle zone to put the whole title. Yeah. So follow us. You can slide into our DMs. Unless you are creepy, then don't do that. Oh, yeah. Well, Caitlin doesn't even have DMs. I guess, like, metaphorically she does. Sugar. Don't scare Sugar. (laughs) Don't scare me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, uh, to wrap this up we are in our mid-20s and we'll say swears as much as we want someone said it took away from our niceness but are we really that nice you are if you thought we were nice you were wrong because we're not we're just too uh randos (laughs) yeah who judge people anyways sugar what's in your cold one today uh it's a 44 it's a route 44 a Diet Coke with lemon from Sonic. Ooh, how fancy. I just barely opened your Snapchat that you sent from when you were at Sonic getting your cold one. I was at Sonic getting a 44-ounce Diet Coke with lime and a little splash of peach. Whoa, that's exotic. I know. I mean, it is peach season, I guess. Oh, it's, it is? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's peach days. It's... Shout out to Peach Days Brigham and Peaches. City. Speaking of Brigham, Brigham City, remember when we did that half marathon up there? Yeah. And we finished last? Well, there weren't that many people <laughs> in it. And we purposely finished last, just for all you haters to know. Yeah, we could have totally gotten first if we felt like okay, it. Okay, maybe not first, <laughs> but we would have finished higher end. But we purposely... I feel like we like got distracted by the farmhouses in... Well, and it was also, like, on the main highway, and there were cars going 80 while we were running on the shoulder, and it was scary. Okay, well, Brigham City's just not very accommodating to... Yeah, so I don't recommend running the Brother Brigham half. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't either. So? I wouldn't... 
recommend a half marathon at all if you can avoid it. I actually like them when I'm in shape. Yeah. Right now, round is my shape, and running isn't my thing at the moment. Jeez. I know. We're going to Dr. Laura Caitlin every episode. Well, that's true. So anyway, Shug, anything else that's been going on this week? Oh, well, the main thing I needed to address was the haters, and we've done that. <laughs> that's true. I'm trying to think of anything else worthwhile I've done. Not to suggest that reading the reviews on Apple is, on the I, the podcast store, not saying that that's worthwhile, but like anything else, like I've just been watching Outlander on Stars with a Z. Don't watch it if you're under 17. Okay. That's good to know. If you're one of the, one of our many uh, young adult tween users, yeah, tween listeners that listen to just get, because they're like, those 12-year-olds are swearing. I can swear too. <laughs> That's why they listen. We are not 12 and we can swear. Caitlin's married. Well, yeah, didn't I say in one of the first episodes that I was married? I'm not a child bride. Call. <laughs> <laughs> Child breads are sweet, though. They are, I guess, if you're into that. If you live in Utah County, you have to love a good child bride. Oh, Utah County. Oh, I don't know if I want to cause some more controversy by hating on a certain northern Utah city. That's the armpit of Utah. A Roy? Yeah. One of their teachers is getting, it's on administrative leave because she sent a survey out to her class, like, asking if they've ever had an abortion, they've had sex, on a scale from nerd to experience, where they lie, like, all these really personal questions about sex. What? How did you hear that? It's on the news. Oh, I thought maybe that was, like, your, um, I don't know. My job? Your inside well, scoop. We, we were talked just... about it at my job, but it's on... Because you were like, P.S., guys, don't send a survey <laughs> right? asking this, because... I was gonna, but this but lady... not anymore, so don't do that, guys. Caitlin, you can hate on any area, because uh, David Fletcher, this dude who listens to mm-hmm. us, um, he said that he likes when you hate on areas like yes. geographical regions. Thanks, David. Shout out to David. Can I call David. you Davey? Um, Maybe not. Some people don't like to be called that. Davey Crockett. So thanks, David Fletcher, because I will... I'm a hater, and so here you go. This is for you. She's Roy a hater. Sucks. And Roy gets stronger every time she hates on it. In my Hashtag opinion. Hashtag Roy, Roy strong. strong. <laughs> um, okay, but anyway, so here's <laughs> here's a segue into our topic this evening. Yes, Shug, tell us about our cold case. It's at the it's about it's extremely cold. It's mm-hmm. colder than cold. Like colder Andre my... 3000 cold. Ooh, it's colder than our ice cold Diet Cokes. Yeah, mine's this ice is melted, so it's kind of watered down. Okay, it's colder than my ice cold Diet Coke. I could have gotten you a refresher. It's okay, it still has good flavor. Okay. Um, so the one we're doing is Hinter Kefek. Ooh. I know. Tell me about that. Tell me about it. Stud. Stud. <laughs> it it took place March 31st, 1922 in Bavaria, Germany, which is like an hour away from Munich, and it was it was closest to this town called Kefek that was like um a kilometer away from the the farm. Okay. It's in Bavaria. Uh and I looked it up and I was like Hinterkaifeck cuz I thought maybe it was like a 
a deal like on Jane Austen novels or like the the uppity mm-hmm. British are like naming their houses like estates. Yeah. Like they yeah. give them the names. Yeah. Uh, which I mean is classy. It is. We should name your house. Okay. But I haven't. Hmm. We'll think of a name. We'll think of something in the middle of this. But I mean, we could call my house something German because it looks like a little German cottage. cottage. Uh, schnitzel, <laughs> schnitzel hot zone. Ooh, done. Hot, hot schnitzel hot. depot incorporated. <laughs> schnitzel is actually really good. It's I like have, a giant chicken I thing. remember you sending me pictures of it <laughs> while you were also complaining about that one guy. Oh, yeah. I guess not complaining is not the right word. No, we it was were, complaining. He was racist. Yeah, but This he was guy an in asshole. Germany. He was. He was a really bad person. So I remember that. That's like part of my identity is hating this German guy that I met two years ago was in Germany. Was it really two years ago? Yeah. I guess it was before I got married, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Was it the summer? Caitlin was fooling around with boys with a Z. <laughs> but yeah, that guy was horrible. But sorry, we digress. We do, but that's what makes this podcast worth listening to. Anyway, sorry. The place is called Hinterkaifeck, and it's not just, well, I guess it doesn't really need a, a title for the farm. But the I looked it up, and so the city's called Kaifeck, and then Hinter means behind. So oh. it's literally just behind Kaifeck. Okay. So that's really creative. Yeah, I w- well, I wouldn't have known that until just now. So thank you for sharing that with me and our listeners. You guys, everyone's becoming a better person today because of my factoids. We are. I become a better person exactly. just by being in your presence. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, Caitlin, who are the victims? So there was Andreas or Andres, Andreas Gruber. 63, his wife, Kazila, Kazilia, Kazilia, 72, I just want to say cougar, because she's nine years older than a man, dang, their widowed daughter, Victoria Gabriel, 35, Victoria's children, Kazila, 7, and Yosef, 2, and the maid, Maria Baumgartner, her name's Kazilia, too, it's the same as the mom's, see, there's like an I, Oh yeah. Sorry, sorry to. Uh, oh, and Maria was you. forty-four years old. Yeah, Maria the maid. Um, so Victoria is her husband died in World War One. Presumably, they never found his body or anything. We'll get back. We'll elaborate he'll come on back that later. Yeah, he'll come back to haunt us all. That's not even a spoiler. It's not. Um, so Andreas and his wife. They just have Victoria as the, she's their only daughter that's remaining. I looked it up. I couldn't find anything on it, but they said that she's their only surviving daughter because he was really abusive. Mm-hmm. So I guess we're supposed to infer that he killed them or abused them to. Or neglected them. Yeah. Which is neglect is when a child isn't getting their basic needs met. All children, 0 to 17, need to have seven basic needs. Holy crap. <laughs> Caitlin has to do like. Presentations. If you want her to do a presentation at your school, you can call her mm-hmm. or just contact us online. Yep. She does birthday parties, um, bat mitzvahs, anything that you guys need. Quinceañeras. <laughs> she loves to present on Hola. child abuse. Como esta? Yeah. Anyways. 
Uh, yeah, so we're not really sure why she's the only remaining child, whether they died young or they were stillborn or they were abused and neglected. We got that, I got that from a YouTube video, so, I mean, it could be some kind of just added in sort of detail, but I couldn't find anything on how many children he actually had, like, okay. initially. I just knew that Victoria was his only daughter. Surviving. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's all we really need to know, though, for the story. True, but it True. is nice to know the background. It is, but we're just stuck with Victoria. <sighs> okay. <laughs> um, so they had two-year-old Yosef, uh, which was... So Victoria was the daughter, then she had two children, Yosef and Kazelia. So Yosef was killed in his crib mm -hmm. inside the main house, and then the family maid, Maria, was murdered in her bed. By the way, it was... Literally Maria's first day on the job. She that had arrived that sucks. evening. I know. That sucks so bad. You start a new job and you get murdered. I know. Like, next time you're having a bad first day at work, just be like, at least I wasn't murdered at in my I bed. At least I wasn't murdered by some rando. Um, they, the Grubers had another maid, but she had quit six months earlier because she said she heard footsteps in the attic and strange voices. And, like, ghost, ghostly things. She was scared and left abruptly. Yeah, so that's just a little bit of background on the maid and why she'd only been hired for a day. They, okay, so the uh, the rest of the family, the other four, were in the barn. They were found in the barn and they were stacked on top of each other, color, covered in hay. Um, the person, whoever killed them, had killed them all with a pickaxe and they had just been, like, hit in the head like one time they weren't like bludgeoned to death or anything that's crazy because you have to like hit it at this perfect spot i would assume yeah true so he must have or they must have known kind of what they were doing a pickaxe scholar yeah yeah so yeah so <coughs> they had one single perfect precise blow to the head um the bodies in the hay were the bodies were covered in yeah hay. my bad and the maid's body was covered in bed sheets and yosef had been covered with one of his mother's skirts so whoever killed them did not want to look at them after. yeah so they covered them um did you mention that they were found stacked on top of, top of each other heck yeah i did Good. i'm no amateur you're not i just really wasn't listening <laughs> i'll be honest okay well so, another thing to notice is Victoria was the only one that was strangled before she died. That's not the cause of death, but it was the blood of the head that killed her, but she was strangled before. So, I feel like strangulation is more of a personal killing. Yeah. Because I feel like if you bludgeon somebody or shoot somebody even, it's more just kind of a... I don't want to say random, but kind of a random killing, but I feel like strangulation is very personal because you're close to that person you have anger towards them. You're watching them die. Or trying yeah. to. Had something particularly more angry, mm -hmm. more anger towards Victoria. So that seems like it's a personal connection somehow to Victoria. Yes. Uh, and also another thing is that Kazelia, I hope, I really hope that's the right way to say it. I'm pretty sure it is. Um, she was alive for a few hours after she got bludgeoned. She was just dying from a, a fatal wound. And... They think that she just must have pulled out her own hair. There were just tufts of hair in her hands that were off of her own head. That's awful. 
So do you think she tore it out because of the pain and maybe the pickaxe hit a certain part of her brain that made her panic or do things irrationally? Or do you think she did it out of fear? I think she was just scared. I don't really know how I would react. It's really hard to even imagine. Yeah, yeah, because we've never been in this situation. We probably never will be. So I just wondered if it's because of the fear that she was tearing her hair out. Or if she had been had some weird brain damage and she was just like having a robotic yeah, weird meltdown yeah. thing. Yeah. I mean I guess anything is possible. Yeah. So she tore out her own hair. Stranger things have you happened. You have to be really strong to do that. To pull out chunks. Yeah, I don't know. That would be hard to even imagine. Ugh. Caitlin's like chugging on her own hair like a pervert. Nothing was coming out. She's got this is We've got to do a plug now for hair vitamins. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sugar Bear hair vitamins. Isn't that a real thing? <laughs> yeah, it's what all the bachelor people. They're like expensive. People. They're I like know. $30. It's what all the bachelor and bachelorette and bachelor in paradise alums use. The only thing that can comfort you after getting rejected on television is strong a strong head of hair. Mm-hmm. That impresses your friends. If you have any left after what you did on TV. Air. Mm -hmm. Yikes. Well, anyway, so, yeah, so all the rest of them died instantly, except for her. Which is awful. I mean, I guess, obviously, Victoria had to suffer a little before. That's weird, interesting to think about the, like, thing that I was talking about a few episodes ago, where it was, like, the correlation between your IQ and how you would kill somebody. Mm -hmm. And, like... People with lower IQs would kill them by strangulation because it's just, like, not premeditated and, like, not... It's just easier. Yeah. I mean... I guess not easier, but... Like... It's more animalistic. There's, yeah. There's not... You don't have to worry about grabbing anything mm -hmm. else. Not that we're... We're not psychiatrists or psychologists. No, we're not. We're just um, two civilians. Yeah. Just hanging out. Everyone was in their pajamas except for Victoria and Kazila or Kazilla. Kazilia. Kazilia. Sorry. That could be wrong. But I don't know. We'll just go with it. It is believed that they are the first ones that got killed because they were in their regular clothes and they thought everyone was lured in at different times. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff that said they were lured in it separately from each other. So, and I couldn't really find a lot on that. Yeah, and I don't know how they determined that. Is it because they were found in the barn, which was a normal hangout spot? Yeah. But they were like, let's let's re meet up in the barn, and yeah, some of so... us will come in our pajamas. And also, the maid and the baby were sleeping, so it would be nighttime. Like, yeah. And why would you go out some... to the barn by yourself? Like, oh, my dad just went in the barn, and he hasn't come back out. Ugh. And you know, yeah. like, how would they? I don't know. I, yeah, I guess they could have lured them by like waiting for them to come. I don't. Yeah, but that's still kind of a weird thing. Anything's possible. Yeah, so they said they were lured again. We're not entirely sure why or how they were lured into the barn, but um, that would Victoria be... and Kazila, Kazila, Kazilia. I can't say that. Were believed to be the first ones that were killed. Um. So the groomer... Because they were in their... Sorry, I wanted to interrupt you. I wanted to. They were just in their, oh. their outfits that weren't suitable for sleeping. 
all my outfits are suitable for sleeping. That's me too. <laughs> I remember one time I went to Las Vegas. I probably told you this, where I took like very minimal clothing, like a tiny, like tiny bag when I was like 18 or 19 and I was like I'm gonna just wear what I wear on the streets to sleep in and my friend was like no what no you're not like didn't <laughs> believe me and I did it like <laughs> you showed her it's that's a pro tip that is a pro tip um the Gruber family lived away from people they were kind of in an isolated area but even though they lived away from people and they were isolated, Andreas had a reputation for being abusive to his children and his wife. The town folk <laughs> did not like him. And Victoria, we already said this, Victoria was his only surviving child. So he had a reputation. He was not well liked. People didn't really want to be around him. He's a cub. but So he had to prove himself. Because like, his wife was a cougar. There you go. Gotcha. So he's a cub, so he's got to act fierce. Yeah, so... Um, Andreas was surveying his property after a snowstorm in mid-March, and there were footsteps on the property that went toward the farm but stopped, so they went nowhere. And he searched the entire property and found nothing. So he saw footsteps going to the farm, but he didn't see any coming back, which is interesting and creepy. I know. There was, I was reading an ep, there, wow. Sorry, I couldn't articulate that very well. I was reading a thing and they were like, I don't know, like, how you wouldn't just shit yourself and run away forever or something. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I know, that would be very creepy. Well, another strange thing that happened was the next morning, Andreas found a strange newspaper that no one in his family recognized. Yeah, that was weird. It was like... Not from anywhere around them that they, like, had seen before. Yeah. Which, which is random AF detail. Yeah, and I feel like if you saw that combined with the footprints, you would be like, you know what? Let's get the local law enforcement department to come over and look. Yeah, because he looked, maybe they, how would he not find someone? Like, but maybe he didn't really, around? yeah, and maybe he didn't look that thoroughly. Maybe he saw the footprints and to the farm, so he looked in the barn, in the stables, and didn't really think to look in the actual house. Could, yeah, I don't know. Andreas is a interesting man. Yeah. He could have been, I don't know, maybe the person was really smart and strategically moved around. Yeah, which that person could have. Um, on March 30th, which was the day before the murders, Andreas had a set of keys go missing, and he went looking for them, trying to find them, and he f discovered scratches on the lock to the tool shed as if someone had tried to break in. Ew. So again, there's these weird things going on, and they're just hanging out in Germany, just thinking it's a normal thing. Kazulia. This is how you say Kazulia. Kazulia. Kazilia? That's creepy. Kazilia. They Sounds just like an evil. Oh. Kazilia. Kazilia? Kazilia. Oh, that one was the least creepy and Kazilia. most helpful. Yeah, sorry. I just was looking for how to pronounce it. That's why I wasn't. Paying. No, you're good. Yeah, I just don't know how you overlook those events. You overlook those footsteps and the weird newspaper. And your keys missing and the scratches on your tool shed. That's what I think in like almost, well, in pretty much all the freaking, oh, there's a deer outside that startled me. Um, oh, yeah. Is all the, the same one that terrified me walking to your house? Probably. 
there's always like a a bevy of deer in the yard. A bev. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. Anyway, as I was saying, when I watch scary movies or anything scary, I always think, like, how do they keep functioning? They're just like, I'm going to just go to sleep and see what happens in the morning. It's like, uh, something could freaking kill you in the yeah, night. Like, and that's when you're like, you know what? I'm going to leave. I'm yeah. going to space. I'm not going to stay here. This isn't safe. Um, so the murders occurred on March 31st. And by April 4th, 1922, the people in the nearest town of Kafek, which was about a kilometer away, became concerned because they hadn't seen anybody in the Gruber family. They hadn't been to church, and the kids hadn't been to school, and their mail was piling up at the post office. No one had been in town to pick up their correspondence. So some townsfolk went to the property to check up on them, to see what was going on, why they hadn't seen them. I was trying to figure out why Gruber sounds kind of funny to me. And it's because of MacGruber from Saturday Night Live where it's yep. in front of MacGyver. Yep. I haven't seen the movie, but just MacGruber. MacGruber. Maybe they... Okay, well, moving on. They were determined to have died on March 31st, which was a Friday. But the neighbors... I don't know how close the neighbors were because they were kind of isolated, but I guess they were observant to notice that they were or is observant enough, close enough to observe that there was smoke coming out of their chimney. Mm-hmm. Like there was a fire going. Food had recently been eaten in their kitchen is what we have the police determined. The livestock was fed and some of the cows were milked. That's so weird. Yeah, so it was determined that someone, whoever killed them, had been staying there. So that's probably why he covered them up. Because he was planning, and maybe that's why he moved them to the barn, at least four of them. Yeah. Or killed them in the barn. Yeah, who all the ones that he could. Yeah, and the dog was tied up to the barn, but was unharmed. Yeah, he didn't hurt any of the f- animals. animals. None of their jewelry or valuables were taken, which was weird because... If you're going to kill a whole family plus a maid and stay in their house, why wouldn't you look for their jewelry for their valuables? Wait, did you say why would you or why Why wouldn't wouldn't you? Yeah, like that would be the main motivator. Yeah, for a lot of killings and break-ins and stuff, that's a big motivator is the jewelry, the money, the valuables. I've never been a a murderous person, but I like to think that if I were in this situation, (laughs) I would at least be like, I can, I hated all these people and I killed them or whatever the person killed them for, but they were like, I might as well also get their valuables. Yeah, yeah, because you're there, you have the opportunity, so that's just another weird little tidbit. Or maybe they just had some weird moral compass where they were like, okay, I killed this whole family, but I'm not a thief. I can't steal from them. Yeah. This is um, not my property. Yeah, which is way weird. Victoria had emptied her bank account a few weeks prior and left a 700 gold mark. And the gold mark, what Sugar found out, was the currency used in the German Empire from 1873 to 1914. And she left a 700 gold mark donation to the church um, for missionary work, but the rest of her money was unaccounted for. And the police never said that this was, like, necessarily, uh... Evidence. Yeah, evidence of anything, like, proof that anything weird went on. They just thought it was a random side thing to have happen. Yeah, that is weird. Um, but, so their heads were removed from their corpses and sent to Munich to analyze, 
mm-hmm. anything wrong with them. Uh, and then they were never returned. They were yeah. lost. Lovely. The How skulls you, got lost. You're just losing six heads. No BD. That's normal. I, when you have so many skulls, why would you keep... Or so many heads, why would you keep track of six? Right? Um, and so the bodies were buri- buried with no heads. A headless body like the headless horseman. That's so metal to get buried with no head because right? your head's lost somewhere. And one of the reasons that they said the heads got lost was because World War II started. But this happened in 1922, and World War II, like, even Hitler didn't 40s? even come to prior to power until, I think, 37 to 39, and I think that's World War II. At least Germany started in 1939, 1940. I'm going to Google this. So, I mean, that's almost 20 years. Yeah, that is. You, so. Oh, it started, he came to power in 1933, but that's still a ways away from yeah, 1922. Yeah, so, I don't know. So no one has ever been arrested for this crime. They interrogated over 100 suspects back in the day, though. They did their due diligence. They interrogated a lot of people, but nothing ever really came up. Looked into it. I like that you're giving credit where credit is due. I like those law enforcement people. You like them? Well, when they do their job, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. (laughs) We're so kind to police. We are. Um, but we'll get back into, like, who the main suspects were. Yeah. We'll get there. Don't you even worry. Just be patient. So it was, it went cold until 1996, where an elderly woman contacted the authorities, claiming her former landlord admitting to having information about the Hinterkaifeck killings. Uh, and he made, he apparently made the claim in 1935. So he had been, he had died by 1999. I don't know, or not, yeah, I just realized that I wrote this down wrong, that I put that it was in 1996, but he was no longer alive in 1999. But maybe when they investigated, by the time they got around to it, it was 99. We'll say that. I made no mistake. So this guy made a claim or gave some information to law enforcement in 1935, but they never did anything with it. And we don't know how credible that information was or what that information entailed, but it's kind of interesting that 13 years after the murder, some evidence came up, a person had information, but nothing was done about it. And then by the time that law enforcement was interested in it, that man had passed away. Oh, rest in peace to that guy who got ignored. I, Okay, so I think I got it mixed up at the beginning. I said that he claimed it in 1935. I wonder, the elderly woman, I wonder if he said something more recently to her. Yeah. Because, yeah, so, but he did say it in 1935 to the police. I just don't know when he told the elderly woman. Yeah. God bless her, though, for trying. Um, so, and then in 2007, more than 80 years after they were killed... Students at a German police academy had been using modern technology to investigate the unsolved case. The students ruled out all but one suspect they believed to commit the murders at Hinterkaifeck Farm. However, the suspected killer is dead, so they didn't publicly name him, her, that person. I'm saying him or her like it's possibly either. It could be. Not that it's a for sure 
either. And one of the reasons why they didn't release the name was that they, out of respect for the suspect's relatives who are still alive. That would be mind-blowing if your dad's um, relative. Grandpa was the one that killed six people or something like that. But I understand why they didn't release the name, but I'm still very interested about the research and the evidence and who they came up with. Maybe they have a Tumblr account that... Let's look it up. Ger Let's well, smelt that. We're like German Police Academy 2007, like... Tumblr. Yeah. Let's see what they came up with. And it'll have, like, all these re-blogs of, like, uh, screenshots from the wild thornberries or, like, some 90s cartoon. <laughs> yeah, something funny like that. So, the farm has been demolished, and there is a monument there now to kind of co commemorate the six people who were murdered at that farm in March 31st, 1922. So, Shug, should we get into some of the theories about why this happened? Yeah, Caitlin, let's dive in. Okay. So, one of the theories is that Victoria's husband, Carl Gabriel, who was presumed to have died in World War I because they never found his body, so one of the theories is that Carl came back and discovered Yosef and got angry about Victoria's infidelity because Yosef was only two years old and he was presumed dead in World War II, which was like the 1915, 17, 18, even 1919. So there wouldn't have been a way for Yosef to have been conceived, I'm guessing. And... The main one of the theories is that Carl found out about that and just snapped. Okay. Oh, World War One was nineteen fourteen and nineteen eighteen. So you were close. yeah, you were on. I just wanted yeah. to like affirm what I was saying. I just wanted to point out you were right, girl. Yes. Any anyway. So, there was something about how two people met a Russian soldier after World War II claiming to be the Hinterkaifeck killer, and that's what kind of fueled it. I don't, the only thing is, I don't really know how that would connect him to it. Yeah, I mean, I guess Carl could have been a Russian, but or maybe they thought he was a Russian soldier because the Russians captured him. And made him a soldier in the Russian army. They were like, now you identify as Russian. Yeah. Which is kind of weird. I don't know how a Russian soldier... Okay. After World War Two, Not World War One, World War Two. Yeah. That's, that's why it's like yeah, super weird because really it's weird. so long after. Yeah. So it so, makes even less sense. So basically, we don't really get what that's about, but that's a claim. That, yeah. That that somehow added fuel to him being it. Yeah, so that's one Because there's only, there's only one soldier in the whole world. And it's the U.S. of A. Okay, that's definitely not what I meant. Okay, what were you going to say, Captain America? No, no, no. I, I meant know. it like sarcastically, like oh. there could be another person <laughs> who is just a Russian soldier. Sorry, my like, patriotism just came out. Yeah, Caitlin just can't help but love America. I did have a birthday party one time that was American-themed. Oh, yeah. And Sugar, I have a video of Sugar dancing to patriotic music. It was, it was a great party. So I'm a full-blown supporter of He's a patriot. the 4th of July. Patriot first, wife second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is what she has. That's my wedding vows. Yeah. <laughs> Dear husband, I'm a patriot first, and I'll be your wife second. Yeah. The country comes first, no matter what. 
Um, okay, but anyway, another theory is that ghosts did it because the one maid had heard people, er, footsteps, footsteps in the attic and like voices and stuff. And I mean, when she quit initially, they were like, you're just probably like schizophrenic or something. Yeah, like you're a little bit crazy if you think this is haunted. Um, I just, my thing about the ghost theory is the strange newspaper and the footsteps. Like, how does a ghost do that? Ghosts are pretty resourceful when they feel like it, Caitlin. So that's, I guess that's true. I don't don't really know. Yeah. So, but that's one of the claims that a ghost did it because they found those footsteps and the strange newspaper. I know. I wonder how... I don't really get how the footsteps work. Like, not that I'm saying that's evidence of a ghost, but it's like they're just there in a random spot, like not necessarily well, coming. I think they're like maybe from the road or from the end of the property to the farm. Oh. And then they disappeared. So obviously the person went inside. Oh, I thought they just like went. No, I don't think they were just like, like in a starting random. out. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think it's from the edge of the property going to the house or to the farm but then there was none returning well thank you for disproving ghosts caitlin well just call me zach baggins well he or proves baggins. them they're real yeah they're baggins um so any anyway there's a theory also that somebody could have been like living in the attic in the property for six months and that's where she heard them heard the stuff up there i believe that theory that's what i would think that's so freaking scary. It really is. And I don't know how you don't notice that someone's living in your house for six months. That's And it happens, like, yeah, in real life. Yeah, it does. And I just don't understand how you don't know. Yeah, I don't... Um, okay, and this one's pretty... A, a, a doozy of Let's a... Let's hear it. Of Let's hear the theory. So their neighbor, Lorenz Schlittenbauer... Ooh, good job. <laughs> could he... They thought he could be the father of Yosef, the baby, the two-year-old, um, and that he had snapped because he had just been remarried and he had a, had another kid, but that kid died. So he had, was under all this stress, and, like, Victoria wanted him to play, pay alimony, so they thought maybe she was, like, her pressure would just made him snap, and he was like, I'm going to just go over there and kill all of them. Mm-hmm. But, and so I guess what fueled this is that he went with the first search party to the house, and he was, like, really familiar with the ter- territory, and the the dog was, like, barking at him maliciously, like he had already knew who he was and didn't like him type thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that that's necessarily anything, but it is interesting. Laura, or Schlittenbauer was also not really phased by any of the dead bodies he saw. I don't... Like, he just said he was looking for Yosef because he was his boy or something. That's weird. Yeah, so it's just kind of bizarre. But, I mean, there's always that thing where people, different people react differently. Well, and this was 1922. Maybe he had served in World War One and seen a lot of dead bodies and a lot of mutilation. So maybe seeing a dead body wasn't a huge shock when because he spent years seeing them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know if you can say that he was not phased. Maybe he just... Wasn't I had seen like them before. He's like walked in the bar and, and he's, he's like, like, big deal. Nice try. Try and shock me. But really, maybe he just had been in war and seen a lot of death. So seeing a dead body in a barn was kind of like, okay, this is awful, but 
that's true. Well, also, so we have mentioned that the dad was abusive and creepy. Uh, but, so, apparently, Yosef was actually Andreas's son, so he and Victoria had been, uh... Having an incestual relationship? Yeah. I didn't want to say doing sex stuff, because that's too gross to say out loud. Mm -hmm. But, so, he's, like, he's, like, Yosef's father and grandfather. Which is so creepy. Yeah, so that's, that's awful. gross. So yeah, those are some of the main theories that have been circulating about the hinter Kafik murder. Well, um, I just wanted to also say that, so with Lawrence Schlittenbauer, he also, I think he ran a farm too. So it's like, I don't know that you would have time to spend days at their house. Yeah, because farming, you have to milk cows every day. Yeah, it's and, a lot of work. Yeah, and they, yeah, you couldn't spend six months living somewhere else. Without people raising suspicion. Yeah, like four days. Also, it said he was remarried, so wouldn't his wife be like, where you been for four days? Yeah. Yeah, I don't... Or, I mean, it probably... I don't know, it's weird. It's hard yeah, to say. It really is, and I really just want to know what the German police academy found out and who they think did it. Let's go fly there and confront them. Okay. I'm Dale. I'm down. But I'm a clown. I always thought this case was interesting. I think I first read about it on BuzzFeed, maybe. Probably. And BuzzFeed has got the scary stuff. Yeah. And I just thought it was interesting because it's so cold. And there's so many weird factors into the story. You have the father and his daughter having a child together. You have her husband dying. You have newspapers and footsteps. And you have people, the pers the killer living in that farm for s four days. Yeah, I don't know. What if there was, like, what if someone killed them and then a random transient... Pastor, pastor buyer yeah, just stayed like, in the house? Just a weirdo. He's like, I'm not bothered by these... He's like, man, it's a warm place to sleep. But... No, doubtful, but I that feel like interesting. the murder has to have some farm knowledge because how would you know to milk a cow and how much and what to feed? I mean, I know they eat hay, but I'm sure there's other things that go. Also to yeah, like we said before, use a pickaxe mm -hmm. with be a killing machine with a pickaxe. Yeah, so you wonder what type of person it would be interesting to have like the FBI do a profile on this killer. FBI profiling is really interesting. They can, like, figure out how old they are, what their childhood was like, even what they look like, what their profession is, what age. Wait. Like, Criminal Minds is based on FBI profiling. Is Criminal Minds good? Because mm -hmm. there's, like, a lot of memes on it online that make it look not that good. It's good. And Shamar Moore is on it, and he is a babe. Uh, what's that guy? Oh, Matthew Gray Goobler mm -hmm. is a babe. Mm -hmm. Except he's way too prominent on Twitter, like all the memes. One time I blocked him because I was like, you're a celebrity. Go go be a celebrity. And stop making the jokes. Leave it to us ugly randos. Right. So, yeah, I like that FBI profiling. It's very interesting. So I wonder what the profile of this murder would be if the FBI got a hold of it. Um, yeah. So. Good point. Yeah. You, you're a gentleman and a scholar. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I don't know a lot about FBI profiling. That's very interesting. I will look into it. You should.
do I have to watch Criminal Minds? No. To like, well, is there other ways to learn? I'm sure you could just Google it and is there and on YouTube as well. What are my options? No, I'm just kidding. I I really but Criminal <laughs> Minds is just like it shows you in an actual story like there's a murder. They profile it. They can figure out who the killer is. So they base it based on like evidence. So they don't like know who it is. Mm-hmm. So they're just like yeah. Must have- so from like the way the people were killed, what the weapon was where it was located, who was murdered. They can figure out if the killer is a male or female. They can kind of figure out the childhood, like, oh, maybe his mom was abusive. He was a loner. He will work in this profession as a farmer or a butcher or something. They can kind of narrow it. It's very accurate. We need to go to freaking FBI profiling school and then do it. Yeah, Um, because it's it's crazy. (laughs) FBI profiling school. Let's do it. Google, Google. The University of Phoenix has this program. Ooh, I've always wanted to go there. I heard they're very accredited. Yeah, they're accredited as hell. But anyway, thanks for listening to us talk about uh, Criminal Minds for so long. Sorry if you're already familiar with it. I mean, the profiling thing makes sense to me, mm-hmm. but I had never really looked into it. That's, yeah, that's so look into like, it. It's just very interesting, and it's very accurate. That's what's crazy about it. I'm just familiar more with, like, when they find out who it is, and they, like, look into their past and, yeah, like, yeah. figure out this what is like causes the someone. It's like, oh, this one it has anger towards his mother, and this is why he kills this way. But he, ha- they can figure out he had anger towards his mother because he killed a woman, and they don't know yeah, who it kind is. kind of, or, like, the way he killed someone. Oh, okay. It's crazy. There's a lot of different things that go into it. So I would look up FBI profiling, and the FBI should profile... This killer. They probably have, but are not giving us good. But would they because it's not a U.S. case? I don't know. I don't... I mean, I assume Germany has some sort of FBI. Even in... I don't know. Well, maybe not in the 1920s, 30s, but I'm sure now. Yeah. Let's write a letter to the American ambassador to Germany. (laughs) Okay. An angry letter. Get this taken care of, and they're like, oh, finally. Finally, finally we have motivation to. We'll tell them it's for a podcast. They're like, before we just didn't even give a shit about finding... But now that we have a podcast with 14 reviews, (laughs) we are going to do this. And only some of those are five-star. What else are you supposed to be motivated by if it's not for podcasts? By some 12-year-olds who swear. swear... Yeah. Who take away from their niceness. (sighs) Interesting. Well, anyways, thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter at Cracking Open a Cold Pod. Okay, it's okay. Okay, say it. Okay, Sugar will tell you. The handle is at Cracking Open Pod. Oh, shiz. Cracking Open Pod. That's okay. On Twitter. Um, DM us any cases that you're interested in or. Review us on iTunes or the podcast store, I guess. Even if it's rude, we'll yeah. still like yeah. you. Yeah, give us some feedback. As long as it's not that, like, I sound like a 12-year-old. Yeah, because we already know that. We, we already know we have little children sounding voices. But and, yeah. slide into the DMs, send us some cases, tell us what you like, what you don't like. I thought this episode had some really good banter. <laughs> Just re- basically just reaffirm us. <laughs> just tell us we're amazing. Tell us we're beautiful, even even though you've never seen us. Just, well, I guess some of you probably have. Just like, 
DM us and we'll reply with just a glamour shot of us. We do have some glamour shots. <laughs> and you can be like, you can just rate us out of 10. Isn't this what? usually how, how people like communicate with people who listen to their podcast? I think so. Um, if you want to donate to our cold one fund, I'm sure we could figure out how to do that. <laughs> we didn't plan this. Caitlin just decided. I'm just doing this on the fly. But we don't have blue apron here. Too. We don't. We don't have a Patreon. Yeah. Yet. We should. Yeah. Patreon's gonna fund my bat mitzvah and my quinceanera. Yeah. So, anyways, thanks for listening, and we will see you guys next week. We love you. Stay cute.